I'm Jason, and he's Rich, and welcome to Remastered, where this week we're going to embarrass ourselves horribly, or at least that's what I foresee, because we're talking about 90s fashion trends. And I wore some pretty atrocious stuff in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. I did that, too. It it was bad, Rich. It was really, really bad. And I I think that we're going to find when we compare our two cultural perspectives that uh, that the U.S. was was arguably worse than the U.K. Well, we kind of got. I don't know. Well, we'll you see seem how to this have goes. a fashion sensibility that we lack. Even when your fashion gets really, really weird, you still do it in a classier way. We're a good-looking people. There's no doubt about it. We are. We are generally a good-looking people. Not necessarily in the north of England so much. <clears throat> But, I was going to say, some of you are rather pasty. Yeah, some of us are quite atrocious. Uh, but you know, generally, <laughs> we're, we're quite a good-looking people. We, we know what we're doing. We have style, you know? Um, I feel that this is another one where we're going to have to divide up the early 90s and the late 90s. Because this was, <clears throat> you know, the difference between me being a child and a, a young man. And significant fashion changes came along in that decade. I was born in 80, so by 90, um, you know, we were just coming in. I didn't really, honestly, by 90, know how to dress myself yet. I was still getting an awful lot of stuff bought for me by the the old parents. I was getting stuff made for me. Things changed significantly when I got to be a teenager halfway through the 90s. Yeah, stuff was made for me by my mother. Away at the sewing machine at all hours. Here's another seven t-shirts. There you go. Awesome. Wait, wait, wait. She made t-shirts on the sewing machine? She made all everything on the sewing machine. Everything, Jason. You can't imagine what that woman could make. Well, you can. It's clothes. But all clothes. And more. I will say I had, when I was, when I was a, a younger man, I had the, a full Spider-Man outfit, which was just incredible. Uh... What else did she make me? There was the the obligatory army uniform that she made. Um, the Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi Jedi outfit, complete with black cloak and hood and everything like that. Honestly, brilliant skills to have. Did you object to her making these things, or at the time did you think anything about it? The outfits or the clothes in general? I didn't think anything of it, really. They were just clothes. And this was before... I, I was too young to care, really. And it was before we started having T-shirts with words on and things like that. So she'd just go to the market, buy material, make clothes out of it. She probably wasn't the only mother doing it. You know, Alison will regale you with stories of all the clothes her mom made for her and Nathan. Just one of those it, things. This is crazy because in the U.S. we're so commercial. I remember being probably about 11 or 12 when it started to really matter to me that my clothes were of a certain brand. And of course my parents didn't have the money to spend on those brands. There were, there was no, uh, there was no $80 sitting around for a pair of Nike high tops, no air Jordans for Jason. Well, this is the other thing. It's kind of like what I was saying about cars. You know, I can't have the Aston Martin DB nine, so I don't care. And it was kind of the, you know, kind of the same with, with clothes. You can't, you can't only spend 80 quid on a t-shirt because it says Levi on it. And so I didn't care. I, to be honest, it's become something I still don't care about. I'm barely dressed, really. It, it's atrocious. I'm so lucky I have Alison, because otherwise I'd just be alone. She must have really low standards. 
Um, I'm starting to care less again about how I look when I'm dressed. I still want to look professional. I still want to look good. But um, there was a period in my early 20s right out of college where I wanted to wear a lot of name brand stuff once I could afford it. That's that's really fallen off here in the last few years, though. Yeah, I've never I've just never had that. Never had the name. brand. whenever I've made attempts to care about how I was dressed, it has ended disastrously. And so I kind of learned it was better if I just didn't keep trying. I think that that was probably it. Like the the last time I cared about my haircut, for example, things got really bad. Things got that there was that there could have been a ponytail. Well, here's the thing with both clothes and haircuts is that I'm at that unique adult age now where I've I've been frozen, I've been stunted. I'm completely done. I am stuck in that old man phase where I will have the same clothes and the same haircut for the rest of my life. I will not evolve with the rest of society and culture because I think it's stupid. I think the the young kids' fashions are dumb. They need to get off my lawn. When you, have you ever seen that old guy walking around in the grocery store and he looks like it's still 1960? Yeah, yeah, I know. No, I completely understand what you're saying. I too have reached that point. I was going to ask you how old you were when you think you hit it. I think it was 22. I really do. I think it was sort of my early to mid 20s as well. That that's <clears throat> I I started to see early onset signs of it when I got to Brighton Hall because I'd I'd done like two three years of university age, not getting anywhere, and then went to Brighton Hall. So so I was sort of two three years older than everybody else. Still am, um, and it was at that point when it was like check out this music. I I don't I don't like your music. Your music sucks. There's that brilliant episode of South Park where Stan goes through that change, where he all of a sudden decides that everything sounds like crap. Yeah, I'm, if you haven't seen it, you you really gotta just watch that one. That's that explains my life and my general outlook on the world. And so I, I, you know, my style, my music, everything is late '90s stuff. As soon as you hit that 2000 2001 barrier, it it's all shit. I hate everything now. And I, I've got I a really care. great friend. His name is Andrew, and uh, he's a younger guy. Uh, we met through internet channels, and he's a really smart guy. He's going for his doctorate in robotics, but at the same time, there's about eight years between us, and Andrew always makes fun of me for being stuck in the past. He's out going to new bands, listening to stuff, going to concerts, hanging out with people at you know the trendy places, doing the trendy things, and uh, and I'm I'm going, hey, guys, remember the Beatles? The Beatles were awesome. See, I, I don't even want to know people anymore. I don't, I don't want to know new people. I I've kind of feel like I've, I've got all my friends now. If one dies, I'll replace him. But I'm done. With everything. Mind you, that, again, that showed up the first week at Breton. I remember my very first week at university, which was meet all these people, and it was wonderful. And then the first time at Breton was, I, I don't care who you are. I'm sorry. I'm not going to know you after tonight. In the, in five minutes, we're never going to speak to each other again for the rest of our lives. So I'm not even going to be nice now. Sorry. <laughs> I've done this before. Well, I don't care about you. Nice to meet you. Bye-bye forever. <laughs> well, now that we're frozen in time, let's talk about some of the really bad things that we did while we were still a little bit more malleable. Uh did you wear the parachute pants? Were you into the MC Hammer phase? No, no, Could we never touched. We never had that here. 
You Harrison, never got MC Hammer. What about Harrison Vanilla Ice? Might have, no, we, well, we had MC Hammer, but nobody ever wore the stupid trousers. Why would you wear those no. trousers? Did you wear yeah, the trousers? Awesome. They would they would slow your descent if you were ever to fall out of a plane. Because that happens every never or so. You know <laughs> what? Why would anybody? I thought they were just like funny clown pants that he wore. Were they are like, funny clown pants, uh, but they're called parachute pants. Uh, were they so that's where the average that's where the joke comes. Rich. Everyday Americans walking the streets, going about their lives in these trousers. They were very comfortable. They gave a great range of freedom, especially when he had, you know, <laughs> large nuts. <laughs> you see, what you're doing, room, Rich. That's what, what I'm trying what to say. What you're doing is that moment when a parent would look even sterner with you and say, it's a yes or no question, and you're just giving me excuses. The answer is yes. You were all walking around in those trousers. <laughs> okay, Did, so you skipped that one. We now it's time that for you one. to tell me an embarrassing one that you went through. <clears throat> there was a period in my life where I discovered hair gel. Ah, yes. Now, that that was actually, that might come up in a kind of 80s episode rather than a 90s because it, it was that crossover. And it certainly did lead into the 90s, I'm guessing. But. Yeah, the, the problem with the, the gel haircut was that it needed my mum's help. I couldn't do the haircut. I, I couldn't style it correctly because it was very short, spiked up, proper up. And, and not just in the front like the kids do it these days no. not just bangs we're talking about spiked from back to front yeah the whole thing uh and so that required my mum and a hairdryer and time out of her day and time with me with my mum hitting my head with gel and a hairdryer and so that that wouldn't go so what i moved on to was just well let's let it grow let's just grow my hair forever and see what happens and I'll find out some pictures for you, but only bad things happen because it doesn't go like it doesn't go heavy metal long. It doesn't do that. It kind of starts at one point to sort of curl up and become incredibly girly. And so for a great deal of my early teens, I looked like a moron pretty much. I tried doing much the same thing with mine, except that my hair kind of naturally parts. And during the 90s over here, at least, I'm not sure about over there, but over here there was this part down the middle thing that guys were doing with the the hair spread, like big big wings on either side. And I tried that for a while, but my hair is... Uh, well, we share very much the same genetic stock. I'm, and my family's all from uh, from Wales and uh, and Western England. And my hair is very heavy and limp and it's just kind of there. Right. So my hair doesn't do the long thing. It just looks like somebody took a big greasy wad and matted it down. Yeah. I, I have incredibly thick hair, which makes it difficult to do anything upward with. Um, I, I can kind of, I go with the parting now. It, it's, I don't like how it is at the moment. The guy cut it wrong and I'm pissed off about that, but what can you do? It'll grow back. See, I'm, I'm no, past even caring. Did you get into the whole, um, Caesar haircut thing. The Caesar haircut. What's the, the what? George Clooney cut? No, no. This is this is where we'll differ hugely, because in the late nineties we had Britpop, and that took over everything, especially uh-huh. hair, especially hair. The popular boys' haircuts in the late nineties see pictures of Liam Gallagher, 
would be. Oh, a- yeah, it's much the same. Um, it's the, the Romanesque cut. Almost looks like a bowl, but a little bit shorter. Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe it's a similar thing. But that's that's where we went. Uh, kind of a, a Liam Gallagher place with it. It was quite odd. It didn't work for everyone. In fact, it worked for very few. I didn't go for it. I just... what the, the best thing with that, with Oasis, and with the fashion that came with them that took over Britain in the late 90s, was it was all generally smart clothing. You know, they it wasn't so much of... it. While it was of a style, it was kind of an advancement of the mod look. Uh, from the 70s and 80s and so it but was the mod look was a political statement too do you think that that was completely lost on the people who followed the, a- the Gallagher absolutely brothers? absolutely it, it just happened because they like paul weller that's that's all there is to it they were just copying paul weller and giving it ever so slight modern update and so you know when i went on a night out as a teenager it was sort of sensible what did we have you'd have shoes sort of a brown leather maybe boots i think you get away with boots blue jeans they would you would vary on the color of the jeans in fact cream jeans were very popular i had several pairs of cream jeans and white cream jeans yeah uh around about seventh grade or so i had a pair of red jeans and i also had a pair of green jeans so uh yeah we we did the colored jean thing here that was just a little bit after the late 80s trend of the black jeans though i'm glad to see that those passed that, that was kind of the smart jean, wasn't it? It was kind of the, I'm trying not to look like I'm wearing jeans, but I'm wearing jeans kind of thing. Like black trainers as well. Just, you're wearing trainers, they're not shoes. Um, the, the cream jeans, I remember now it was kind of a, almost a two-tone thing. So if you had the cream jeans on, you'd wear a dark Ben Sherman shirt. Uh, I had a number of them that were just bright colours and ridiculous. I had a bright orange one that I, I always got a girl on a night out when I wore that bright orange shirt. Make of that what you will. Maybe it's just because I was lit up like some kind of beacon in a dark room. Something like that. So you'd wear a bright color with the cream jeans. If you wore dark jeans, you'd want a light color on top. That was the Now, what would you want. wear with stonewashed jeans? Because those are half and half. You wouldn't wear stonewashed jeans. What? You missed the whole stonewashed jeans thing? No, that for us was the 80s. Didn't that come with, like, Bon Jovi and people like that? Yeah, I think so. That always gets conflated in my mind, though. I get it mixed up quite often. There was also some <clears throat> some lingering since uh, where I lived was kind of a little bit rural right, in those days. Yeah. And our fashion tended to trail the, the major fashion by a couple of years. Right. Yeah, we did, we, I, think, I remember having stonewashed jeans, but not as a teenager. I remember getting jeans where the first time I put them on, some stones fell out. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't know if that was a purposeful thing or just a factory screw up or what, but I remember that happening. But I, I was quite little. You know, you talk about the Britpop influence, but I've always kind of wondered what the extent of the hip-hop influence has been. Uh, much more so now. And I think, though, it's something that British kids would be keen to call their own thing. But it's kind of the tracksuit, lots of... It's a bit chavvy. It's... I don't know. It's not a good look. It's never been a big thing over here. So did you skip or maybe just ignore uh, the whole Snoop Dogg and Criss Cross and Big East uh, Smalls and the whole East Coast, West Coast rivalry thing? Completely ignored in the mainstream here. Even fashion-wise, not just music-wise, but I mean that where we're where we're living tonight for our topic, fashion-wise. 
Yeah, even fashion wise, especially fashion wise. Though this was the the 95 to 2000 was the one period in my life where I feel there was virtually no American influence on British culture. Just Let me tell period. you about 1992 and 1993 here. <laughs> you know, all that stuff was um, really getting popularized with white kids in the suburbs. Yeah. And so we were very unsuccessfully trying to adapt extremely poor inner urban kind of clothing to upper middle class, lower middle class, white kid, preppy kind of to styles. Yeah. And along came Criss Cross. Did, have you ever seen Criss Cross? Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I have. They're the guys with everything on backwards, so you can't pee when you go to the toilet. That's exactly where I'm going with this. That actually happened. That was a junior high thing. Yeah. You'd get guys coming in. They'd have their jeans on backwards. You'd have to buy them extra baggy so that they would actually come up over your knees because, you know, your pants are they're engineered to work a certain way, to bend a certain way. So you'd have these guys who were basically waddling down the hallway with their pants on backward, and then they'd have on these huge, huge sweatshirts to cover down. So it would cover up at least the top of what was going on in the, in the, the butt area with the zipper and everything. This is not And then over good that, thing. you had an even bigger baller jacket, you know, a, a big Nike jacket or a, a starter jacket or something like that to cover it all up. So you'd get guys who were basically looking like like they they got up and got out of bed and they weren't able physically to dress themselves. I I can't believe it. It's I I hate to say this. I I think you guys have worn some awful awful things. Generally, I, it, I really oh, I don't know. Just, I, I'm not gonna agree. I'm not gonna disagree with you. I'm totally one hundred percent in agreement with you on this. Uh, totally in alignment on that one. We have worn really really bad stuff. Um. I, I just I just feel like, yeah, in in clothing, I'm I'm trying to think of a good American clothing fashion, and I'm struggling. Well, one of my favorite, the one of the ones that I indulged in was low cut sneakers, uh, like um, gazelles, uh, uh, you know, your your Adidas Sambas, that sort of thing. I still like to go and wear those if I'm going out. I mean, they they go with jeans, they go with khakis. Right, we we don't have those really. We just have jeans. Maybe I'd know more about this if I cared, but I, this is what I I just don't see anyone wearing any great variation of any particular clothing. It kind of feels like there is no fashion now. I'm sure there is. I think we've always been a fortunate as a nation that our our general dress sense seems to be generally quite smart. I, and I don't know where that comes from. Maybe that's just a lingering part of. Uh, left over from history and the classic British gent and all of that, but you can't go far wrong with just being incredibly smart here. That's that's pretty much it. Would you say that um, you've adopted some Americanisms going by, or, or do we adopt more, do you think, of your style? Because I think that we take your styles. I think you do as well. Absolutely. Um, when you look at, I mean, we've had quite a few big ones. All the Beatles haircuts, for example. And then so many things onwards. Um, when you leave us to our own devices, we just come up with dumb stuff. Have you, like, have you ever heard of Big Johnson shirts? Uh, no. I'm going to search for this thing. I'm going to need to see a Big, big Johnson shirts. 
a big Johnson shirt. This was a terrible, terrible clothing fad among very stupid, ignorant people. Right. In the uh, in the nineties, basically, it was every every shirt that the Big Johnson put out was a not so clever pun about genitalia. Right. I'm, extremely, I'm, extremely sexist. I'm on BigJohnson.com, and there's it says as seen on Eastbound and Down, which I think answers every question. <clears throat> oh, they've got a politics section. That'll be good. Yeah, there we go. You see where I'm coming from? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's it's kind of a dumber, more toned down T-shirt hell, which has so many T-shirts that I'd want to wear, but you'd be stabbed as soon as you stepped out the house. Um, that's always a good one worth checking out. Yeah, we we never had anything like this. We. I kind of, we we went through phases with different types of jeans. Did you have the twisty fit jeans? Not sure what you mean by that. Go ahead and explain. Right. It. So these were Levi's. Only Levi's were dumb enough to make these or able to to sell them. And so if you imagine the the seam that go down both sides of a leg of your jeans, on the outside, yeah, right? that, hip to hip to ankle. Yeah. Right. Rather than them being straight down the side, they kind of twist and corkscrew around as they went down the leg so in fact what started to say the outside seam of the leg would be in the middle by the time it got down to your foot okay and so they would claim that the merit to this was what they just looked cool oh i see there was no like um fitting or comfort level or anything it was just hey look what we can do watching my mom think she was alone while ironing a pair of those jeans is the only time i've heard her use that word when she's not on a roller coaster <laughs> <clears throat> there you go. that's that sums it up perfectly just like you like them you're not ironing them and then it got to the well if you want to wear them you iron them so i didn't iron them and then everybody stopped wearing them so that was it. I had one pair of those. We had a phase of, of stained jeans that kind of were a metallic sheen on them. Uh, but they came with warning labels saying, warning, this stains furniture. You can't sit down when you wear these jeans. You'll ruin your sofa. So, oh, and they also found that when you iron them, they gave off a toxic gas because of the coating that they'd put on them to make them shiny. So they went away pretty quick as well. Clever. We had the cargo trousers for a while with the many pockets, which I, I was a big fan of those. Actually. I still am. I would, I would actually like some of those now, now I think about it, because they're, they're so handy. I love the pocket just above the knee. That's the best place for a pocket. The older you get, the more you want utility in your clothing. Exactly. I just want something with lots of pockets and an elasticated waistline. Can we backtrack just a second? Because you're saying now that you had the cargo pants, but before you said you didn't have any khakis. Weren't they like, yeah. What 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 are khakis? Well, khakis are very much like blue jeans, except instead of such a heavy, coarse material, they're a little bit more like slacks. But imagine that you were a dock worker and you wore the same pair of work slacks to work every day until they were just really worn in and soft and nice and comfortable. But they were still nice and heavy and durable. Right. That's what khakis are. The khaki, of course, refers to the color. It's kind of like a, a drab brown. Right. Oh, I'm with. Oh, that's 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 uh, the word is khaki in English. Khaki. Khaki. 
<laughs> See, we would all laugh and say, haha, you said cock. Yeah. No, not cock. Car. Like a car, car key. That that's oh. it. Like car key. Car key. I'm just saying it quick. I see. I see. And it begins with a K. You just say right. khaki. Because that's that's your, your American twang. Because we're ignorant. No, I don't know. I don't know which <laughs> no, one's that's right. That's what you meant to say. I no, know it. I heard it in your voice. I, I don't even know that as is the right one. I, I don't know. <laughs> and it's the color of trousers. I, I cannot, I'm not in any way equipped to have an argument over the color of trousers. <laughs> that's, that's beyond my frame of reference. I could maybe point to someone to say whether they're blue or not. I could do that. You know? I'm remembering now that I think my school sapped any love of clothing out of me. Did I, you have uniforms? Yeah, we did. See, I find that to be really, really distasteful. Uh, I'm from the old old school of American expressionism where it's, hey, don't tell me what to wear, big government. Even though I'm not one of those like really just bizarre, like freedom-loving Tea Party people, I, I think that there need to be rules and the rules exist to, to help everyone. But at the same time, I, I I don't want the government telling me how to dress. So when I see these days that high schools are implementing dress codes here, it kind of ticks me off. And I think it's probably disproportionate to the actual threat that I perceive. But oh, no. It's... I, I, I really liked being able to dress the way that I wanted and to exper- experiment with different forms of dress when I was in school. See, I, I completely am behind the concept of a school uniform, both as a child and as an adult. As a, an ex-educator, potentially, sort of. I was, now, why is this? What reasoning do you possibly many, have to support many reasons, uniform? Many reasons. Right. First of all, everybody's equal. That's but not it. everybody is equal. That's the problem. The thing is, kids don't need to be bothered by that. You're there to be at school. You don't need to be worrying about whether your parents can afford to spend enough money on the right pair of trainers or the right make of jeans or whatever everybody's equal everybody's wearing the same clothes that's it but that's not how it is once you once you get older what's going to prepare you for the disappointment in life what's going to what's going to make you brace to learn that you're going to be disproportionately dressed compared to other people that you're not always going to be in a level playing field well i tell you what the difference is i suppose if you're a manky looking adult because you can't afford to spend money on clothes, that's your fault. If you're a dirty eight-year-old, that's your parents' fault. I would argue is the difference there. You know, if you and I can't dress ourselves how we want, that's our problem, quite frankly. That's nobody else's fault. That's our fault. If a nine-year-old can't do it, that's down to their parents. And so you remove Here's, remo- you here's why it. I don't like that argument. Paris Hilton didn't do anything to earn the money that she has. She gets to spend an awful lot more money on hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of clothing that my wife can't. And it's not because she did anything special. It's not her choice. And it's not my wife's choice that she wasn't born Paris Hilton. Of course. So things are not equal. That's just not how it works. I think that I learned an awful lot in school by not having what other kids had. And I think it made me a much better person because I didn't get all whiny about it. I just, that's the way it is. You don't, you don't get it. See, some people do get all whiny about it. It causes more problems than it solves. It really does. It causes a lot of problems. And plus, you have a lot of theft. 
you know you don't want to come to school in a really expensive pair of trainers people get killed for their trainers you know it's it's it, you just remove it there are other reasons as well because what you also do is ensure that every kid has at least one smart set of clothing which is absolutely not a guaranteed thing if they're left to their own devices I can see that. That's a good argument right there. Of course, that argument starts to lose some sway depending on the design of your particular uniform. Well, you know, also, but the, the uniforms that you got, were they general guidelines for what clothes to buy? No. Or were they, you no. must buy this brand you, of pants you, and this brand of shirt brand. in this cut and style and color from this store? You will go to this store, you will say what school you're at, they will give you clothes, and you will pay for them. See, even that is a little bit problematic because in my experience in uh, schools with uniforms, the rich kids would always find or the popular kids would always find some way to differentiate their uniforms, whether it be wearing the ties in a certain way or popping their collars or doing something yeah. to set themselves apart. Oh, absolutely. That would still happen. And you'd continually hear teachers telling people to retie their ties and tuck that in and all kinds of things. But everybody's starting with the same basic kit simple as you know it's it's the reason why it's the same you know how like online multiplayer games where depending on how much money you've got to spend on things can make you better at the game and those games sure. suck it's the same thing taking that to its logical conclusion is a little bit strange though because would you want the government saying okay now you're not allowed to eat this and this and this for lunch because bobby can't afford it well, that isn't it. Are you talking about in school? Right. Or well, what if happens, you're really, really good at cricket, you're not allowed to score more than three points because little Timmy down there sucks at cricket and he can't score any more than three points. Well, no, but cricket is a very... You can't not have cricket with the competition. Whereas <laughs> you can remove the competition from fashion during the school day. You know? But the difference is with school dinner, <coughs> again, everybody gets the same. You're not getting a better meal if you pay more. Or a worse one if you can't pay. Everybody gets the same meal. Unless you bring yours. Unless you bring yours. But you don't have to. And kids that can't afford school dinner get that paid for. See, in my school it was much the same way. But the kids who bought the meal that the school provided were the poor kids. And they were the ones who were judged. Yeah, I can see that being the case if they're the only ones that aren't bringing lunch. But... It wasn't a big thing to have school dinner or not have school dinner or whatever. And by the time we got to the point where you would be picking up on such a thing, we were in sixth form and we left school at dinner time anyway. Ah. So then it, you left your devices, which in my case meant eating chips and getting fat. What's for dinner? Chips? Okay. Same as yesterday. Every day, chips. Fat rich. Fat, fat rich. That's what did it to me. Not McDonald's. Just chips. That's it. You put up some good arguments about the uniform. I don't agree with you still, but I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to fault you for your logic. I'm not going to say that you're wrong. I'm just going to say that we're different. It's. I think it's just so much easier. It really is. And kids don't have to stress about what they're wearing. You know, it doesn't have to be a, a thing. You also don't have to have judgments on whether something is or isn't appropriate. 
and all that sort of thing. You just eliminate the problem altogether. Because what do you do the day the girl comes to uh, school in those shorts that show the bottom bit of your bottom off? You know, well, here you would send her home and say, "Sorry, you're but getting that's, bad marks that's for the day." Her choice to wear her clothes and express her individuality how she sees fit. Blah blah blah. Oh, so you're saying that they should be able to come to school nude if they want to? Well, I'm saying no, they shouldn't because that would be mental. No one There's would get anything done. There's always community guidelines that that govern these things inside of a, a, a regimen. But what you're saying is that everyone should have to work within a much narrower band of guidelines. I'm just saying it's easier if they do. It, I'm not when, sure it's really the these... government's job to mandate what should be easy. Why not? Wow. Uh, I'm starting yeah, to see the difference I... between England and the U.S. <laughs> yeah, I think that we just hit it right there. <laughs> Institutionalized efficiency. <laughs> Thank you. Well, institutionalized drabness. It wins wars, you know. No, U.S. The U.S. wins wars. <laughs> Name two. Uh, World War Two, World War One. <laughs> <laughs> okay. America. America. Yeah. America. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> but see, you, see, you were all just hunkered over there, taking the bombs up the ass from the Nazis. We, and we, we were don't. Like, you yeah. know, we we'd only we've been got in a few it. minutes. We can come save you guys. We, we'd only been in a war for four years at that point. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder we weren't as fresh as you. We'd been doing stuff, not arguing you, over whether we should have a war or not. We'd do you been think having. That we one. need to add a disclaimer that I'm joking. In, in some ways, yes, I do. I know you're joking. A lot of people will know you're joking. Some people will not. There's one guy out there who says, mm, he's a stupid liberal or something like that. These people also email me about why Blackberries are awesome. Uh, it's fine. They, they have thoughts. They need to share. That, that's good. <laughs> uh, I'll probably make one of those pictures that's just words and put them on Facebook and moan. People don't like my opinion. <laughs> I don't like your opinion. Piss off. Back to 90s fashions. Now, I've remembered another thing we had. Big shorts. Big shorts. The 90s. Now, are you talking about just the cargo shorts or were, was there another? Just the cargo shorts, really. The 90s were the period that where we changed from shorts being actual shorts to shorts being longs, really. They came down to the knee. They're now ridiculous and go to the mid calf muscle kind of area that's the shortest shorts i own come down to there it's ridiculous and still we've not had weather good enough for me to feel like wearing them but that's what we're I, in. I, I think the ideal length for the shorts is to come exactly to the knee because then you don't have anything obstructing you when you need to bend yeah you see i think footballer shorts are too long now they you, you don't actually and i'm i'm gonna sound very strange when i say this now and I'm aware of this before it comes out. So, you know, you don't see any leg anymore on footballers. In the 80s, you'd always hear women talking about footballers' legs because you could see their legs. I'm not bothered whether or not you can see their legs. I'm just pointing it out, right? All that you need to do in order to get the 80s short length is to watch one episode of Magnum. Exactly. That... They come up to the crotch line. They might as well be para-speedos. Yeah. Um... That was what all shorts were like. And then suddenly in the 90s, long shorts, some with pockets. They were fun and bright colours. Bermuda shorts, we called them. 
I don't know if they're the shorts they wore in Bermuda or not. Was that just the official name? I believe, I, you know, I have no idea. I don't know where the etymology of that comes from. I'm guessing it has to have something to do with the islands. It must be, because Hawaiian shirts are Hawaiian shirts, aren't they? Uh, I think they come from a particular shop. I'm doing some quick research. Keep talking. Yeah, I'm I'm doing the same thing. That's why I'm having trouble talking. (laughs) Bermuda shorts, also known as walking shorts or dress shorts, are a particular type of short trousers now widely worn as semi-casual attire by both men and women. The hem can be cuffed or uncuffed around one inch above the knee. Next paragraph is where your answer is. There we go. They are so named because of their popularity in Bermuda, a British overseas territory where they are considered appropriate business attire for men when made of a suit-like material and worn with knee-high length socks. You know, we would never do that. That's and, something very British, is shorts with uh, with especially black and uppers. You, you see that amazingly efficient and smart-looking gentleman in that photo on the right there. On I'm not going to comment on that. that, that they I'm are men sure ready for action. Apply. Those are men ready for action. Military commanders there. <laughs> That's that's classic stuff. That's how you run the fucking world, I'm telling you. That's how you run the world. Hats like that. And severe looks on your face. Yes, and flags, of course, we all know. That's it. The 90s for me are when we started wearing those types of shorts with long sleeves. Now, you you guys have a, a short sleeve over a long sleeve thing, don't you? That's an acceptable thing. In the 90s thing. we did, yeah. And right. I wore that all through high school. That was kind of my raisin day. I tread through the whole uh, 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th grades. It was, you, especially with thermal long sleeve shirts. You had your thermal that you wore that covered down to your wrist. And then you throw a t-shirt with a Pearl Jam logo on top of that. And bam, you're instantly popular. Especially if you were like me and you could afford to, at a very early age, grow some sort of facial fuzz. See, now, when I was in San Francisco, I bought a a top that was like that it came as as two parts it was like the long sleeve white top with a blue t-shirt over the top and i got it because it seemed so quaintly american and that was in 2006 so was i like buying something that was remarkably unfashionable yes yes you were that was about 10 years outdated by that point it, it really was a direct um grunge kind of thing it was like I said, a Seattle West Coast kind of Pearl Jam Nirvana thing. Right. It's ever so and comfortable, I, it, though. I think it came out of, again, a, a culture of poverty where you had a lot of those bands who were coming up where they actually started playing in their garages and they couldn't afford anything but the, the very limited selection of clothes they could find at like Salvation Army or other used clothing outlets. And they would just throw on layers to keep warm. Makes sense. Wow, I don't. Yeah, I so I have that top, and uh, I quite like it actually. It's it, it is remarkably awful, and it says San Francisco across it in big letters. So it's it's not a good shirt. But I you know, comfy. I always religiously avoided any kind of clothing that had a place name on it. Um, not like like Bert's Tiki Lounge. That would be a cool shirt to have, but like San Francisco, California, that's like a tourist shirt. You don't want to be pegged as a tourist. No, I can understand that. It, do, do you know what? It just started as a ridiculous thing from my parents years ago where they started, they used to bring such good holiday gifts. Because I, I, I think I said this last week, now they go all over the place all the time. It's ridiculous. And and they, they, they bring things back, as parents sometimes do. 
and sometimes these things are really nice um they they went to uh they they did the california trip last year and did uh yellowstone and all of that sort of thing and they brought us back a couple of ansel adam prints which are gorgeous and they're framed and on the living room wall right now they also brought me back a pocket knife with my name engraved on it which was awful <laughs> but they 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 started they started bringing back t-shirts and so i've got so many awful awful t-shirts and it just became a game of what is the worst t-shirt with the place name on we can possibly find for richard see that sounds fun though that sounds like a waste of money that was would be absolutely fun and i think did you make it your your uh, responsibility to wear those shirts out in oh, public. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't just stuff them away. Well, it's clothes, man. I mean, I'm not going to go and buy any. So if, if people are going to give them to me, that's probably the best way to get me to wear something different, I, I think. Um, it usually just ends up with somebody pointing out that I do need some new clothes and then possibly I'll go and get some. It's it's remarkable, honestly. I, I, I will admit, my parents actually still provide me with with clothing quite often not exclusively and not at my request but more out of pity i i think would be the it's like it upsets me to know that my child is in the world dressed how you are so just to relieve my own upset <laughs> please take these clothes here's some pity clothing that that's that's what it is very recently my dad was uh when they, they were visiting my dad was constantly like can can i just buy you some jeans that fit it, it's it's fine i just want to just get you at least one pair of jeans that fit like i'm fine thank you got like 12 pairs of jeans so what if none of them fit i don't i don't care it's it ridiculous. is nice and i don't mean to say this to rub it in or anything but it is nice to make a an adult sum of money so that I can buy my own clothes. Because one of the things that I've started doing now in my old man phase is to buy like five or six copies of the same shirt. That's a good idea. Like right now, the shirt that I'm wearing, it's a nice uh, golf shirt. Yeah. You know, it's black, totally plain, just a, a nice polo. And uh, I've got three of them. And that way, any given day, I can go to the closet and pull out a black shirt. Black matches everything. Just throw it on. It can go with jeans. It can go with slacks. It can go with khakis. It can go with shorts. You know, just about anything. It it matches everything. It's effortless. Wow. I see. I, I, I know I don't. It's not a question of money. It's, it's really not. I, I wouldn't pay any more attention or spend any more money on clothing if I had lots of money. Maybe I would. Maybe if I, if I just ran out of other things to get or, or something. I don't know. Maybe. And if, obviously, if I got so bad, I, I felt awful going out in public or whatever. But, as, you know, even right now, I'm, wear my t I'm wearing a T-shirt. It has, a, like, a picture of a hand-painted wooden signpost that says, Gone Camping on it, which Alison bought me because she needed to make up some money on an order to get free delivery or something. See, that's the other thing. I, I have a feeling that we're both alike in this respect, too. My wife buys an awful large percentage of my clothing now. She'll just come home and be like, here you go. Here's your jeans for the next year. Sometimes I think she buys a large percentage of all the clothing that is so... <laughs> that is in the store? Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's remarkable. 
Um, but it's I'm not I'm not saying she is frivolous or, or wastes money or spends too much. Nothing like that. It just seems like there's always more things. But do you not feel that women's clothes seem to be remarkably cheaper than men's clothes? Uh, you mean more inex- more ex- inexpensive? Yes. Yeah, uh, they're they're made the same quality, I think. But yeah, um, Lisa and I will go to the department store together quite often, and we'll both go to our own sections and wander around. And I, it only takes me five or six minutes to look at everything, and it takes her an hour, hour and a half. So my my thing is, I'll wander around until I get bored, and then I'll start looking f- through her clothing. Right. And comparing and contrasting. And just if you take T-shirts, women's T-shirts, six, seven dollars for a lot of this stuff. Go over to the men's section. It's like uh, we need thirty five dollars from you for this T-shirt. And I think it is because of guys like you skewing the entire price range. It must it be. really is because you don't buy shirts enough to make it profitable unless they charge a lot for each one. It, that must be the case. I mean, so it's got to be. So often I remember she'd come home from work with a, several shopping bags and like this top. It was three quid. You think, what? I'm I'm not buying an article of clothing for three pounds. They they don't exist. I would love to buy a t-shirt for three pounds. I have can't. shoes that I bought nine years ago, and I have maybe I don't know, like eight pairs of shoes. That's a lot for a dude. That is that is a lot. I have two. You maybe got two? Three, okay, maybe I've got three. I'm, I've got a pair of sneakers. I've right. got an old pair of sneakers for when I mow the lawn. I've got black dress shoes, brown dress shoes. I got kind of like these casual, like, uh, do you know what Skechers are? Do you have Skechers over there? Yeah. Yeah. So I've got a, a casual pair of Skechers that you can just throw on with anything. I've got a pair of flip flops. Um, let's see. What else? There might only be six pairs of shoes. That's, that's way more than me. I've got boots and I've got sneakers. I need a pair of smart shoes. That's what I'm lacking. But that's it. That's what I would expand. I suppose if we're going to count stuff that is technically footwear that still exists, I've got the old boots for when it's really bad or something. But that's it. Oh, and wellies. I recently wore... Do you know what? The other day I wore wellies for the first time in 20 years. I'm going to be honest. I don't even know what wellies are. I've, I've heard of them in the past. I've just never bothered to actually find out. Wellingtons, right? I think you'd know them as galoshes. Wellington boot. Here we go. Wikipedia. Yeah. Rubber boots. Yeah. So gum boots, gumbies, gummies, barn boots, welly boots, muck boots, top boots, billy boots, sheep boots, poop kickers, or rain boots. Invented by the Duke of Wellington, sir. Arthur Wellesley. And so named the Wellington boot, or wellies for short. That that's that's the story, as I understand it. The reason, though, that I bring up the number of shoes that I have is because I could open up Lisa's closet right now and lose count before I'm done, because she's got so many pairs of shoes in there. My shoes that I would buy, we're talking. If I went to buy a pair of sneakers, it'd be anywhere between forty and eighty bucks. If she goes to buy a pair of sneakers, tennis shoes, it's going to be twenty to maybe sixty bucks. Alison's really good with shoes, actually, as far as women go. She's very good with shoes um, and, and keeps it to what she wants and needs, I believe. Um, so I, I, I can't complain there at all, really. 
She's very good with it. But again, everything's cheaper. So I, I don't have a lot, you know, so. I think that's probably, you know, there is the thing about women developing faster and, and maturing more quickly. But I think also the relatively low price of clothes is why women tend to become more mature fashion-wise before we do. Yeah. They can afford to buy more of them. They can go through it. They can change their wardrobes when they need to. If I had to change over my wardrobe right now to a, a new style, to a new fashion, to update it to 2012, because uh, I'm, I'm stuck firmly in probably like 2002 or 2004 right now. But if I had to go through my entire closet and update it for the past 10 years, it would probably cost me five or $6,000. Yeah. That, that Ridiculous. Sounds, yeah, that sounds about right. It is a remarkable amount of money to spend on something that, like I say, I think I've made clear, I don't care about. I I started doing this thing. I made a conscious decision to make a statement with clothing by purposefully wearing odd socks to show how pointless making a statement through clothing is. <laughs> odd socks are mismatched. It's like I'm going to show that it means nothing. The fact that these socks do not match means nothing. That's my statement. I agree with you philosophically. But if I go out in public, I'm still going to have matched socks. No, I don't. I don't even then. I'm, I'm, it's a fashion, I'm making a fashion statement by saying that fashion is pointless. Would you call your fashion, would you call your style derelict? Yes. <laughs> in many ways, that is what I look like generally. That, that, that's my look. <laughs> I've got I've got the hair I've got the, the the facial hair to go with it all of it yeah I'm so lucky I'm not alone yeah anyway I think we've we've covered our, our 90s fashions it was just all bad really if you I, I'd post some pictures of me but just look at a normal picture of me imagine my face and then go and look up some pictures of people in the 90s and that's what we look like there were some things that we still didn't get to, like flannel. And I think that maybe someday we're probably going to talk about music and grunge and all that kind of thing. Um, dip into that well a little bit. We'll talk more about it, I'm sure. But yeah, I think uh, think we covered some of the the big, terrible, ugly spikes in 90s trends. That That's a good place to stop before, before one of us gets really embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just, mind you, I'm used to it because it's just all bad and it has always been so. So, you know, I, ju I just stick with not caring. Isn't it terrible looking back that I, for one, and I, it sounds like you as well, can't find one redeemable fashion that we went through? No, I can't find anything. There's just nothing defensible. I, I can't remember. If I had to go back and do it all again, of course we'd fall into the same traps that we did growing up. But uh, it's just shameful. Actually, do you know what? Um... I, I will stick with the Ben Sherman shirt look. That was that was smart. That, that was smart. Kids don't wear t shirts anymore. They're all a mess now. Yeah, me kids, you're a mess. Smart. I up. did rather like the silk shirt phase. That that was kind of okay. The silk shirt phase. You guys didn't wear silk shirts over there. I had one once, and it was only one once. There was a there was a short period where really cool guys had silk shirts that they wore with jeans or with black pants and um, 
it, it did look pretty good. I'll admit that it didn't look too frou frou or anything like that. But the only problem with that style was that after a day in your shirt, especially if it were a hot day, man, the sweat would be bad. Oh, I I, I only wore it once for a night out, and at least two girls that night let it be known that they thought I was gay p- based on the shirt. So that that shirt was never worn again. And I, Little, I yeah, and I felt lucky that I didn't wear the trousers that matched that I also had. <laughs> that was the one item of clothing that I bought and never came off the hanger. Not once did I put that pair of trousers on outside of the store. Not once. They were ridiculous. <laughs> Shiny black soft trousers. No, 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 not for me. Let's wrap Definitely this up. Help. Let's wrap this up. Um, okay. If you want to email us about any issues raised on tonight's podcast, the best way to do it is uh, remastered at simplysyndicated.com. Failing that, we've got a forum on simplysyndicated.com as well, which I invite you to join and come and chat with us. It can be a lot of fun. It's been a little bit slow lately, too, and I've been really <laughs> hoping that somebody would raise some fun conversations. So go on there and help me get through the work day because I've just come back from vacation. I need you folks to entertain me while I'm at work. Post on the forum. It's a good way to do it. That is. Um, what else do we have? Uh, movies You Should See Year 5 is now available in the store, and the store is lovely and works great. So uh, go and check that out. That helps keep the network running. That's how we do things. We sell you stuff. So go and buy it, please. We'd appreciate that very much. Failing that, if you just want to donate some money, we appreciate every penny as well. Uh, That really helps us out. I think that's everything. Yes. That seems to be everything. That's good. Are we back to Tuesday recording next week? Yes. We've been recording on Thursday evenings here for a couple weeks, and it's entirely 100% my fault uh, because I dared to go on vacation, and I dared to celebrate my 10th wedding anniversary. So I apologize to all of our listeners out there. Um, actually, no. Blame my wife. It's her fault. Yeah. Uh, Jason's wife. Uh, <laughs> Mrs. Jason deserves Mrs. to be punished. Yes. I think that's what I'm going to do when we're done recording this. I'm going to be oh, sure. That was almost a step too girl. far. Yeah. Okay, there it was. Right. Thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs> we'll be back later. Bye-bye. See you.